I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, my name is Ali Vignon, coach of the Flyers. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hi, I'm Matt Niskanen. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, it's Derek Grant. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Press Row Show, Snow the Goalie, you know how the whole thing goes. Uh... I, honestly, I feel like at some point we just walk off. Like we we pull a Kenny the Jet Smith and we just say, based on the effort that we saw in that third period uh, until the last few minutes, especially, I don't even know if it's worth doing a post game show. Like we're here to do it because we love and care about covering the the team and doing a good job for. Uh, Flyers fans out there who who want to talk about the team, but like, what do you say? Th- this is just the the effort, the effort, the general affect of the team looks like garbage, and you get a few good stretches. And you know, I think we said going into this game that. In nine periods, maybe the Flyers had had two, maybe three good periods. Maybe they had an awesome end of the second period. You said it was a good full second period. I think we could have at least agreed the second half of the second period was really solid. And then it's like you come out and you've tied the game. And it's like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Like, what? Why does it feel like this team has regressed? Like, why does it feel like we've gone back to the 2018-19 Flyers in terms of effort? I don't get it. And this is why I said to you before the game that the Oscar Lindblom thing was cool, but I it, it reeked of desperation to me. They didn't get a good jump I, in this. I'm, I'm like, going to tell, tell you that has nothing to do with anything. I, well, I'm just saying, like... That was supposed to be the emotional jump. That was supposed to be the thing that got you out to a to a good lead, hopefully, and that you're going to play a you know a full sixty. I don't, I don't even think it's a storyline. I don't. It, it was pregame. It was because we made it one. No, I there there's significance to it. I genuinely think that that was meant to try to get these guys get their heads on straight to start, come out with a lot of fight, a lot of energy, and try to get out to an early lead like they did in, in game two and, and even like they did in, in game three like to get out to a lead and it didn't happen. They had a, a solid first half of the first period. Then they kind of died off for 20 minutes regulation. They caught back on fire at the end of the, you know, second half of the second third period was bad. And, you know, you get to a point where there have been stretches in this series where you say, there's the effective formula. There's the way that you score goals. Where the hell is that the rest of the time? And it's it's just like at some point, you kind of get sick of watching it. You get sick of watching this team just go out for a skate. And then it's like, oh, that's right. We're down by two goals. Well, I guess we have to pull Brian Elliott. I guess we may as well, you know, 
try to do things that differentiate the way that we attack. And cool, they get a goal. And then what happens in the last minute? Last 30 seconds, they get no shots off. They get stuck in a battle in the corners. They look soft. They can't win the puck back. They get nothing off. And you're just kind of like, you know what? I don't know. Are the Islanders a better team? I don't think they are. Are they playing better? Yeah. Do they have a better game plan? Maybe. Did did Montreal rough up this team? Like, is is the thing that I said in, in round one about you let a Montreal team stick around and you start to catch injuries and that's the thing that hurts you to go farther? I don't know. But some of the uncharacteristic things that we've seen from players that have been consistent throughout this season, just no showing in this series, it's it's a problem. It's really become a problem. And now, you know, you're hoping to be the 14th team since 2000 that goes down 3-1 and advances. That's where I'm at. Go ahead. Well, you're nuts. Okay. <laughs> we look, I mean, the fact of the matter is is that the Islanders are playing great playoff hockey and the Flyers are not. And that's why they're down 3-1. It, it doesn't, it, it, and it's 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 a very fine line right now because it's not that big of a disparity. Everybody wants to freak out because they're losing these games, and they deserve to lose these games. I'm not saying they don't, yeah. But to sit here and try and make it like they suck is is asinine. all all of you, every last one of you who sits there and say this team's no good is completely you're you're nuts. You're not. This is the playoffs, man. This is how it happens. Yeah. Tell the team to wake up for more than a ten-minute stretch twice a game, Anthony. You act like they're not. You act like they're sound asleep out there, Russ. I watched a game tonight where the top line was phenomenal. They did. They were really, really good out there tonight. I watched a game where the third line was really, really good out there tonight. The Flyers lost because of two mistakes. Well, three. I mean, you got to count the first goal, I guess. Three mistakes made by defensemen. Phil Myers on the first goal, and then uh, Matt Niskanen twice. Niskanen did. And look, Matt Niskanen had a great season for this team. He did. Okay? To sit here and say, now, now we're going to say, oh, he sucks. Don't. I did not say that. When no, did I say that? That's what we're going to hear. That's what we're going to hear. And that's where you guys are wrong. That's where you're all wrong. The Islanders are playing a better brand of hockey than the Flyers right now. That doesn't mean the Flyers stink. Okay? You see what I'm saying? I'm not Look, saying the Flyers uh, stink. I'm saying the effort. You are all saying it. I can't wait to get to the comments so you can read them out loud because the words will come from your mouth and you can hear the people say it because you're the voice of the people. And I, I know that people people you're are going to – You're the voice of the people. And I know that the people are going to sit there and say that that I'm, I'm the Flyers Kool-Aid guy. It kills me that people do that because – if you know me, if you've read me for years, you know I'm not. But what I'm telling you is we haven't had this. We haven't experienced this in a long while. We haven't had playoffs that mattered in a long while. And maybe people forget. Maybe people forget that this is not easy. And we're finding that out because the Islanders are playing great hockey right now. They are taking away what the Flyers do well. It's not one team is sucking and the other team doesn't deserve to win. It's not that. The Islanders deserve to win this the games that they've won. 
And I don't think that the Flyers are going to come back and win three in a row and beat the Islanders. I will say it right now. They're not going to win the series. But let's not sit here and make this sound like a total damn failure. The team was nowhere close to being a playoff, like a real legit playoff team until this year. Then there were some, you know, we had the whole COVID situation and they came back and they would look okay coming out of the coming out of the uh out of the pause, you know? And and then all of a sudden, you know, they were you know, they struggled a little bit against Montreal, wasn't great. And now they're we said this, the, the pause was going to be a great equalizer. There was going to be a team. They would go back and listen to Snow the Goalie, where we talked about it. And I said, there's going to be a team that's going to come out of here and surprise everyone. And they're going to beat good teams. And good teams are going to get knocked out. It's going to happen. And we're unfortunately going to be, looks like the Flyers are going to be on the wrong end of that. But guess what? Only one team gets to win the Stanley Cup. Everybody else loses. And so to sit here and to kill this team, when you're start when they're just at the start the door is just opening now for the flyers the window is just opening for the flyers they're going to be a good team year after year after year and to sit here and to say they stink or they're terrible and whatever it's it's nuts it's absolutely nuts you guys just relax relax yeah it's disappointing i get it i get it you want them to win we everybody wants them to win we want them to win it's good for us if they win it's good for us if they win. Right, Russ? Am I wrong? Is it better for us if they win or if they lose? I don't know. It's better if they win. I don't know. So, so yes, we all want to see them win. And yes, you're frustrated because you don't like what you don't like how they're playing. And it's not about how they're playing, it's how they're being played against. Somebody at some point's got to sit there and say, the Islanders are a good team right now. Nobody's saying they're not a good team. That's, you, that's, you just you're, oh, there's God. out of 32 playing hockey right now. Eight teams. Flyers are one of the eight. But the Islanders you're like are making this. You're them. making this straw man argument. That's just it's not a straw man argument. Nobody's okay. saying the Islanders are a bad team. I haven't seen a single person say, "Yo, this Islanders team sucks." This no. is where Flyers choke. No, no. Nobody's but, saying that. But, you, but you know what? Let's stop. I'm going to stop because you want to do this. You want to read all the comments. I want you to go through. I'm not reading all the comments. I'm no, talking no, to no, you. I want you to. I want you to go through and read all the comments and tell me that these people are not telling me that the Flyers suck. People Come on. Are upset. Let's start. Come on. Let's start, let's start the comments. People are upset. Want, one at a time. Let's go. People are upset. People are allowed to be upset. And I'm trying to tell you not to be upset. That's all. They're allowed to be upset. No, you're allowed to be disappointed, but to turn this team, and I get that. Yeah, no, no. But to turn it no, into this team this is, sucks no. Is no, 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 no. This isn't, see, this is the problem that I have. If these felt like games in which this team had felt competitive for the majority Russell, of the, don't stop. No, I know where you're going Wait. with this. I know where you're going with this. You're trying to turn it into saying, well, if they were a more competitive team. Well, no, it's, that's it's not the, the whole point is what's being taken away from them is what the other team is doing. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. This is playoff hockey. There are that's certain things there are certain things that you can control. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Your individual effort, your team's effort, your fire, your determination, your willingness to get into physical battles in the corners, your ability, your intrinsic motivation to go and make sure that you win every 50-50 puck, those are things you can control. And those are the things that this team has not done for large stretches of this series. And yes, the Islanders have done an exceptional job of keeping the Flyers on their heels. The Flyers, once again, second straight series, cannot break out of their defensive zone. The Flyers, yes, yet again, cannot sustain offensive pressure in their in the offensive zone. This has happened two series in a row, and I am not arguing it. But what I am arguing is you and I, I don't know how many intermission shows have we done this postseason where we've said, well, you know, the you know, the the Flyers aren't aren't winning a lot of the the one-on-one battles in the corners. They're not winning these battles. We've said it a lot. You and I have talked about the fact that like, hey, you know, the Flyers had a really good start to that period or end to that period. We haven't consistently said, "Hey, the fire's there. The energy's there. The moxie is there." I'm going to say this is what I think is happening. Scott Lawton and Sean and uh, and Travis Konechny are two of the emotional leaders on the team. They're two of the guys who chirp. They're two of the guys who lay the hits. They're two of the guys who get under the skin of the opposition. You have said Travis Konechny's hurt. That has affected his game. And I think it has subsequently affected the overall general makeup and affect of this team. Scott Lawton has made a bunch of of uncharacteristic turnovers and mistakes that I think have taken him out of his game and have changed the general affect and the general nature and the swagger with which this team typically plays. And they haven't had the ability to make up for that. And so what you're left with is a bunch of guys who are looking around waiting for that fiery moment, and it's not coming. Because if it doesn't come from those two, I don't know who it comes from. And that's why... And, you know, for the 40th time, this is why people sit back and they say, damn, I wish that this were the moment that Claude Giroux on a power play, something rips one of those goals, right? Rips one from the circle where he looks like he's about to contort himself into a knot, goes top shelf, rips it and changes the momentum or ties the game. This is why, because there, there's not that player who right now can take this game by the throat and say, no, we're not going to let this happen again. They haven't had it. And maybe it's injuries, maybe it's lack of confidence, but no one on this team has stepped up as the emotional leader on the ice to say, guys, we've got to get it together. This cannot happen again. It's just not happening. And I think that's why people are so frustrated. (laughs) I, I I can't. Just start reading the comments because you guys are so far... You guys are so far you gone. You almost not respond to me. No, respond you can, to you. Yeah. I already said it. You responded to me. You responded to me. 
You guys want you guys want guys out there, you know, screaming and yelling at each other and being being emotional. That's what you want. Sure. Okay. That's not what hockey is anymore. You okay. guys want this brand of hockey. You want this modern game with small, small, speedy players. That's how this team was built. Okay. That's how this team was built. Small and meant to be meant to be, you know, fast and 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 move the puck up the ice and beat, you know, and, and puck possession and everything else. And now we're gonna hear, oh, they're not big enough. Oh, they don't have the emotion. Oh, they don't have any any good leaders. Go for you know what? You're out of your damn minds. You're out of your damn minds. None of you know anything about this, about these people. And Russ, right. it pisses me off right. that you say this because you're the one right. who always says, we're missing the human side of the game. We're missing the you guys don't talk about the human element in the game. Guess what? They, you watch a hockey game tonight, and they are they they were playing balls out for most of that game. The Islanders were just better. They were just better. What are you going to do about that? That's the game. That's the playoffs. The best player in hockey is down three games to one right now in the Western Conference. Best player in hockey. He's mm-hmm. playing his ass off, and they're down three one mm-hmm. to an inferior team. Is everybody sitting there saying the Colorado Avalanche suck? They have no leaders. They're terrible. It happens. The best team in hockey last year got swept in the first round. Now they're coming back with a vengeance this year, saying, "Uh-uh, ain't happening again." It's, it was a learn. It was certainly a learning tool for them last year, and they didn't really add a bunch of players. That's mostly the same team from last year. And the Tampa Bay Lightning. Guess what? They're going to be in the Stanley Cup final. They're going to be there, and get, the Islanders are going to give them a hard time. They're going to give them a gritty series, but Tampa's going to be in the Stanley Cup final a year after they should have, you know, they, everyone thought they were going to go. Mm-hmm. So just this is, this is just the beginning. It's disappointing. Yes, it's disappointing that they are, they are losing this series because you wanted a long playoff run. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's disappointing. But in the grand scheme of things, you have to understand they are losing this series not because they stink, not because they suck, not because they have bad leaders, not because of any of that. They are losing this series because the Islanders are playing better hockey. They are losing this series because when the restart happened, everybody was brought back to back to a level playing field. And we talked about this. We said it, Russ. We Tell me I didn't say it. There's going to be a team that is going to come in here and they're going to upset people because you didn't expect it because it's we are back to a level playing field. And we, we, I, I identified a couple teams I thought had a chance to be that. One of them was not the Islanders. But the Islanders, who lost seven in, what, seven in a row right before the pause, 11 of 13, looked like they were on their way to missing the playoffs entirely, have come back and looked like a dynamo. They dominated Florida, who's not a very good team. They dominated Washington. Mm-hmm. They domi- they're they dominating the Flyers. They've won Give six that- of seven this year against the Flyers. What's that? They've won six of seven games against the Flyers this year. I can't count anything from the regular season. No, I do, though. You cannot. I do. You can't. Why? This is di- because it's different now than it was then. Those games were five three. Look at those games. They were, yeah, well, they were higher scoring it. Well, they were completely different. They were Duh. completely different played the games. Was better, of course. They, yeah, of course, they everything, were higher scoring games. Everything, but everybody, everything was different. Mm-hmm. Everything was different. Come, come on, start reading the comments because no, you know, nobody thinks they suck. 
Russ. They're just everybody's just upset. Come on, it's I just didn't say. I said I Come spoke on, for myself. I said I didn't say they suck. I didn't say you. Start reading the comments. Not being inspired by Limblom is a joke. It feels like uh, it's times like this. I feel like a moron wearing my Flyers T-shirt and Flyers face mask while I look out the window at my car with my Flyers license plate and my stupid Flyers tattoo on my left leg. <laughs> uh, I love I love Joe. Go ahead. I love Joe. He's awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh, Gary Heller says, no mas. You forgot the accent, Mark, on the A. Uh, Matthew Carmody says, do you guys think they need a slight retool this offseason? They can't compete with the Islanders or Tampa. Um, I, I would say that there's always going to be tinkering, and every, yeah. team, every team's going to tinker. There's no doubt about it. But keep in mind that there's a flat cap, Yeah, right? Um, and, yeah. So they, and they got a couple guys that you know, they got to resign, and so it's not going to be that easy. Uh, to do it, you might. When I say when you retool, quote unquote, um, you maybe are adding one player, mm-hmm. maybe two, and the second one's probably more of a depth player. Yeah, you're you're gonna you got to hope that some of your younger guys are ready to. Uh, some of your younger guys are ready to you know take on a full season and, and start. You know, you want Morgan Frost to be in the lineup next next season, um, uh, full time. You know, yeah. uh, maybe you give Mark Friedman a chance and see if he if he can play. Yeah. Um, you know, there's things like that. I mean, that you got to kind of hope for. Maybe Zamula is ready to go. Um, you know, at, at the start of the season or, or early enough in the season. So there's there's. But you know, the the flip side, and you would be quick to note this is those are three more young players, and you you do wonder if the moment ends up being too big for some of those guys, right? Yeah, I I think that I think that. Um, when you're, if you're starting the beginning of a season with those guys, it's fine. I'm just it, saying, like, yeah. but I think that I think what ends up happening if you're looking for that veteran presence, yeah, I think what you, and you give Chuck Fletcher credit, like, I mean, he went out and was able to do that this year, mm-hmm. so I think he kind of knows where you find those kinds of players. Uh, yeah, you know, I let, let's talk about it. I mean, ju- I mean, Justin Braun was really good tonight, he was like, he was really like, he was noticeably was, good he, tonight, yes, he was okay. I mean, he, he was getting shots on, he was the best. I think he was the best, best defenseman he, on the ice. I think it's the best he's looked since. Yeah. First half of the season. Yeah, maybe. it's it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he was looking good during the stretch. Yeah. And they were all playing well, right? But but no, but seriously, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, so you're going to get a little bit of tweaks, I think, here and there. I mean, maybe if they can get somebody to take a bad salary. That's see, now that's the problem, though, as you mentioned, because of the flat cap. You know, even if you were going to try to to entice someone with a prospect or a pick or both, it's one, it's a weird draft cycle that you're about to encounter, right? Everything is helter-skelter. And if there is no guarantee that you have fans in the stands and that revenue isn't there, it's kind of a hard sell to a team to say, hey, take this $7 million contract off the books. You know, if, if you're trying to, say if you're trying to get rid of JVR. Or, hey... Take Shangasa Bears four and a half million dollars. Now you might be able to sell from the hockey side. Hey, there's a high ceiling player here. We think we're buying low. We're getting a draft asset. Like, okay, maybe, but it's still four and a half million that you're adding to payroll. Well, I mean, I mean, you heard Chuck say when the last time he gave up had a press conference, he said that he felt like the offseason was going to be a lot more hockey trades, yeah, and not a lot of you know um, salary dumps. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that that if you're going to trade a, a big salary, you're going to have to take a bigger salary back in return yep. uh, around the same salary or something along those lines. I mean, if whoever's got more cap space. Uh, so you're going to have to take something like that back. Um, so you, you want to make smart hockey trades. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think your mid-level money guys, you have a better chance of moving. And that's why I think you have a better chance of moving a Gostas Bear than you do a JVR um, at this point. Um, I think JVR is a guy that you probably get, ex- you know, you probably exposed to Seattle um, next which summer, is a, which is another season of seven million on the books. All right, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, again, I mean, you, you might be able to find somebody to take him. You might be. I don't. I don't You're know. gonna have to take some salary back. I mean, yeah. and and it might not be a great contract. I mean, and if it's on a one year deal, then whatever. But if you you don't want to get yourself strapped into two or three more right, years of a bad right. salary, exactly, exactly. Even if it's like you know, it's uh, taking back a five and a half million dollar cap hit for an extra season like that's not worth the one and a half that it's going to create next season yep. uh t over on twitter says i thought they played really well grice was outstanding unfortunately and bill of us says if elliot had not backed up uh held his ground and cut down the angle that would have not have gone in yeah i, I wasn't a fan of the way elliot played the third goal uh, i thought that the way he played the third goal could have been better I look forward to all of the people who didn't talk about hockey to this point to go on their shows tomorrow. And in the event that they talk about it and not about Jason Peters being a money hungry SOB asking for more money to play left tackle or Jalen Rager getting hurt. If they just happen to spend a moment to talk about the flyers, I can't wait for the the drummed up goalie controversy about what a bad call it was to start Brian Elliott in this game over Carter Hart. Loving it. Loving it already. Uh, spinning my wheels through life says maybe they can get Nolan Patrick next game for pregame warmups to wake them up. <laughs> that's actually, that's can actually I? you know, and, and there's, he's got some other comments coming that I com- completely disagree with. Okay. Wheels, but that one was actually kind of funny with the snark. Can I just say like, I, I, I'm not a Nolan Patrick believer. And I think the people who are like tying the team's future to him are going to be very disappointed. Like, is it okay if I say that? I had somebody send a um, a screenshot that after the Flyers won game three, instead of there being any kind of like, yo, good job, guys, like way to way to bring home the, the win, he was posting about getting a new mattress. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know. a guy who maybe you can put into a trade with a bigger contract to get another team to take the bigger contract. Maybe. Just maybe saying. Not. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been helpful if you'd been able to suit him up to at least take him into the bubble. I think it probably would have helped that stock a little bit. As it stands right now, It's it remains a very large question mark. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, Jeffrey Mealy says, Groundhog Day. Get our hopes up and then nothing. MDMA for PTSD says, why is JVR out there instead of Hayes in the final minute? I'll tell you, I thought JVR had a, another really good game, and I didn't think Kevin Hayes had a good game at all. Nope. No, I mean, I, I thought... I, I, I was perfectly fine with JVR. The f- top line and the third line, those were the two lines that were going, and he kept pretty much rolling them out there every other shift, uh, and he had to in the third period. Tonight had that feeling with Hayes. You, you know how you have those games where he looks fantastic on the puck, and he's just he's pirouetting, he's causing mayhem. It looks like he's got the puck on a string. You're like, man, this is this is great. Why didn't why didn't we know about this guy? And then you have the game that kind of brings it back to the norm or, or back to the average or whatever. And you're just like, oh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, this, I'll say this about, um, Hey, I mean, the one good thing he did tonight is he made a nice play on the Provorov goal there in the final minute. 
Uh, but it, was, it was a little too late. Bags twenty twenty, a good season, but it's all over. Well, it's officially football season. See, I will, no, let me let me just say uh, again. Uh, you know, we can start we can start looking at next season and looking the off season, and that's fine. And I get it because I, I've already said they're not going to win three in a row. I don't think they will. But we've seen it before, right? We've seen it happen. So let's not thirteen times. Let's not just sit here and say. You know, let's not talk about game. Let's not worry about game five or whatever. I mean, there is still hockey to be played. And if they win game five, then we're saying, hey, then we're looking to, towards Thursday's game six. I mean, it could, hey, it, it could certainly happen. Three but one. I, I don't. I don't think it is. Three one is an insurmountable. You know, it is four one. Bags twenty twenty <laughs> says a good. Uh, or sorry, I already did the one. Her, Tara Edwards on Facebook says it sucks. Yeah, if, yeah I understand Tara, that. Wait a second, Tara. Am I seeing this correctly in this uh, in this profile picture popping up? Is Tara wearing a Flyers jersey while hugging a man in an Islander? What in the world? Oh, no. I, Tara. I can't see. I can't see. the. Picture. Oh, no, oh, no, Tara. But. No, no. What is this? Nick Rotindo says, now that the season is over, let's look at next year. When can we shed JVR, Giroux, and Voracek's contracts? Ooh. Ooh. See, a, the season's not over. B, you aren't shedding those contracts. Joseph Cavallaro says, painful. That is what you say. Yeah, it, it's, Chris, I get it. It's painful. Yeah. Chris yeah. Howe says, the top two D pair have not helped their goalies at all this series. Uh, yeah, I I didn't think that uh, that Myers and, and Sanheim had a particularly good game tonight. And um, Provorov and Niskanen, neither. I mean, Niskanen makes two bad plays. and But I'll tell you, on the, on the third goal... And and you heard Boucher talking about it. Like Provorov's gotta stop one of those passes, or if he doesn't stop the second pass, he's got to take the man away. I mean, he yep. was just you know dancing in circles. Like I mean, he can't yep. he can't do that. I mean, that's looks, either lay yourself out and take away the take away the pass, or you take away the man. But you can't. Know, Ooh, that was a hit. I know that you didn't like me pointing out the the power play thing in in the last game and about keeping it in at the blue line, but. The last few minutes of that game were a little bit troubling to me in the way that it felt like Provorov lost all confidence. It kind of started before the breakdown that led to that goal. It continued. We saw a couple of times where he almost flubbed the the puck in front of the, the empty net. We saw him fall behind the net. He looked a little bit like 2018 Ivan Provorov at the end of the game, and I think confidence is a big part of that. And maybe the confidence is waning because Matt Niskanen did not look good and has not looked great in, I, yeah. in the bubble. And I don't think it's con- I don't think he's lacking confidence. I really don't. I just think that I think that Niskanen's not been very good. I thought he had a decent game two um, and a good start to game three, and then not a very good rest of game three. And then I didn't think Niskanen had a good game tonight. At we all. have we have so many comments coming in that it's deleting older ones. So we got to catch up. All right, here we go. Matt Carmody. The Isles are just better. Every slight mistake, they capitalize and they shrug off with their own speed. And Bilivis says, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yet again. Spinning my wheels for life says, we clearly see why contenders gave up on Niskanen and Braun. Gary Heller says, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Oh, please. I hate that so much. Matthew Carmody says, and Niskanen, yikes. Joseph Cavallaro says, COVID killed this cup run. End of story. Nobody was saying that two weeks ago. We can't. No, they weren't. But I mean... it's not an unfair thing to sit there and say, Russ. I mean, the way the team was going in March when the, when COVID shut down the league, 
they never have hit that stride again. They have not looked at any point during this uh, comeback here in the playoffs that they have that they they at no point did they look like they were looking in March. I get it, but counterpoint: there were thirteen regular season games left, and it's not as if the team was going to rattle off. 12 of 13. It's not like they were going to rattle off 11 of 13. Like it was entirely plausible. It was just team, just the way they were playing. No, I, I, I hear you, but it's just as likely that they could have gone 500 down the stretch. And then you're not even having the conversation about momentum. You're not having the conversation about a lengthy or, or a deep puck, uh, Stanley cup final or, you know, playoff run. I feel like the way that people, you know, assume the way things were going down is as if they had played 77, 78 games. They were, they were at 69 games played there. There's no guarantee that they were going to keep up that hot streak of play. It might have just been a really solid hot streak that would have fizzled out after five more games. We don't know. And we'll never know. It's just, you know, whatever. Spending my wheels through life says you can't say Lindblom isn't a story. And then, uh, but white privilege AV is, Ooh, and Bilva says, what was that with Provi falling all over the place? Fatigue or bad surface? That's kind of what I was concerned I, about. At the end. I, it's not fatigue. Okay. That, that guy can play 35, 35 minutes a night if he wants. Nick Hyona Hi- says, we done now. Spinning wheels through life says, please tell me again why Peugeot isn't worth trading for. And I'll, I'll answer this one because this is another comment from him that I think is ridiculous. JG Peugeot, the Islanders traded a f- first-round pick this year a first-round pick next year, a second-round pick this year, and a third-round pick. I think the, the, one of them is conditional. But the, the, the third-round pick next year. You cannot – He's not worth that. Have, he's not. He's a depth player, and he's been good in the playoffs. I like him. He's a very good player. He's a player I'd love to have on the Flyers. But you could not – no one in hockey could match what the Islanders were willing to give up for him. And I'll tell you what, that really puts the Islanders in a bit of a hole. Because where are they? Where are they adding to this team? You know, same thing. I mean, yeah. this is, they, they got to win with what they got. You cannot, cannot have paid with JG, for JG Peugeot. We are losing a million comments a minute, but uh, we'll try to get through as many as we can. Why was Giroux out there at the end? Says Blue Dude. Joseph Horakovsky says, in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. But that icing that the ref waved off in the last second wasted fifteen seconds off the clock at the end. I, I agree. I don't know why that wasn't an icing. That should have been an icing. Jordan Taflin, maybe it's just as simple as the Islanders are a better team. I don't think it's that. I think they're playing better. I don't think they're a more talented team. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Spang Wheels Through Life says these veterans like G and Jake are losers and will always be losers. Wow. Blue Dude, Giroux stood there at the end. Jack says, yeah, they are. Don't know what that refers to. Uh, I, I'm guessing is to the loser thing. Uh, Matthew Carmody says, what are the stage of, stages of grief? Disbelief, outrage, acceptance. I'm at acceptance. Spinning wheels through life says Flyers getting outplayed this bad in goal was not something I saw coming. I don't think it was that. Andrew Beckoff says the club needs more toughness. Clutterbuck can't get away with that cheap hit. Isles are better. And I saw a couple people tweeting at me that um, that you know that somebody should have gotten Clutterbuck back for that hit, and they will eventually. You just cannot. You cannot in the playoffs when you're down in the series. Start running around, chasing a guy, trying to get it, trying to hit him and get back at him for a hit and take a penalty. You just cannot do it. You have to remain disciplined. There is a time and place, and Cal Clutter, Clutterbuck will have that time and place. 
but it's not. You cannot do it in the playoffs. It's the same thing we said with Suzuki against Montreal. It's just like at some point, it's just you can't though. I know you want to, but you can't. Right when when you're just writing receipts and rain checks, at some point it's just like you know, you guys can't. think they can take a run. I mean, it. Listen, it. There, th- I, I don't think I don't think you can argue at this point that this season, and I'm saying the season as a whole. I don't know if this team has ever really established themselves as we're going to get you back right away. Russ, the sport has changed. I get that it's changed. They're, this does not happen anymore. This is not the game. Does not have go uh, go get even with this guy. Put send the goon out and beat the hell out of him. It was th- those things Let's that John Cheney hockey has ended. Okay, it has ended. If you want to bring that back, then we'll have all the then we'll have all the math nerds telling us, oh well, their uh, you know expected goals is terrible and their Corsi is twenty seven percent. So you, you can't you, you can't have it both ways. You either play the style of the modern game, which is what they're playing, and you don't have that, or you go back to the old style and live with it. They're not going to go back to the old style. They're going to keep playing the modern style. And so because of that, there's not going to be retribution in hockey. Dude, I don't know why the, the Flyers haven't called up uh, Nehemiah Ingram yet. You know Nehemiah Ingram? John Chaney sending the goon? I'm here for it. Let's get the man some skates. Let him just go dish out justice next year. I'm, I'm here for it. Chris Freed says, I have the image of Fire Marshal Bill saying, let me show you something dancing in my head when I think of how game five will go for the Flyers. Spangway Wheels Through Life says, really, really, really good isn't good enough, Anthony. Uh, Chris McDevillo says, this- it may, let me say that. It may not be. And that's okay. And that's okay. You have to, you have to understand that. That doesn't mean they suck. Chris McDevillo says, this team's not built for playoff hockey. Uh, Jack says, that argument makes no sense. I don't know which one that's about. Blue dude says, hockey. Blue dude says, they get dominated every time. Dave Fish, too. Maybe cousin of. Of uh, Wayne Fish, who knows? I think you the problem, used it before. The problem is Islanders want it a bit more than the Flyers. Nick Rotindo says Anthony drinks the Kool Aid. Spinning my wheel says Isles aren't going away either. Tons of young talent. Andrew Beckoff says we could have uh, we could have used a healthy Nolan Patrick. Defensive mistakes were the difference. MDMA for PTSD says Lindblom was to change the media talk from AB is bad to something positive for the Flyers. Jack asks, are they good? Tony D'Alessandro says, how can the Flyers overcome the Islanders brand of hockey? I don't know if they can at this point. Spang Wheels Through Life says, is Anthony on Fraud Giroux's payroll? Chris Houck says, Ant is spot on. No further discussion. Big City Dwight, three mistakes. That was the best they've played all playoffs. Grice was really good. Blue Dude, bald guy must be on Flyers payroll. Danny on uh, Twitter says they may not stink, but they just aren't skilled enough to win and won't be with this core. Brian Perlsweig or Perlsweig. Who knows? Credit to Isles. They tilted the ice and just pinned the flyers in their own end for so long. Devin Snader. Do you think we can get Giroud to wave the no trade clause so we can go to Seattle? Pronger said he was poison. It shows in, uh, in this team's lack of leadership. And well, when, did, when did Pronger say that he's poisoned? Well, it's interesting because we interviewed Chris Pronger in an extended interview that you can listen to over in the archive of Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. We sat down with the man for about an hour this uh, this summer during the NHL pause. I do not recall him calling Claude Drew poison. And not only that, uh, I do recall him saying that Drew still calls him 
for advice advice on you know things to do as a captain mm-hmm. still today calls Anthony that's very clearly evidence that he doesn't know how to lead himself and he has to ask for help okay. I was just trying to yeah uh, Wheels Through Life says AV pulling his best hack stall. Nick Hyona says we aren't a true number one. Well, we all kind of knew that though, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we? The, the true, the true number one is the team that's going to be in the Stanley Cup final. That's Tampa. Well, I mean, they weren't the number one seed in the regular season, Anthony. Danny says if you can't beat Thomas Grice uh, for three times in a must win, you aren't good. Blue dude, this year was a failure and useless as usual. Disagree. Andrew Beckoff says, maybe Trotz knows Niskanen's tendencies and weaknesses. Isles were a bad match for us. Jonathan Brodo, no, Flyers don't stink, but what is their identity? They're not quite big and physical. They're not quite speedy and finesse. Isles have an identity. Is that a fair critique? Do they stick um, too much in the middle? They're they're not defined enough in one direction? Yeah. yeah. I, I, although I, I'll tell you that they they see I seem to think that they had the same kind of identity that the Isles have right now. I thought that they had in January, February, March. Like I thought it was the same kind of identity. They played the same kind of game night in and night out. And when they lost, they lost the game. They came back the next night and they were excellent. And they weren't just excellent against some subpar opponents. And those eleven wins since January seventh prior to tonight was their first loss. First time they've lost back to back games. Um since January, but in those 11 times that they had lost uh, and came back and won the next night, only one was against a losing team. That was the LA Kings, but they beat teams that, like the Capitals twice and Columbus. Uh, and then of course here in the playoffs, Montreal and the, uh, the Islanders in game two. Um, and you go back and look at, at the teams that they beat. I mean, they beat some good teams coming off of a loss. Hey, if you're out there and you live in Philly and you own a, uh, a business or a restaurant, I don't know if you saw this picture. I just had a friend send me this. Six ABC's got this. And can you tell me who's in that picture? Yeah, I saw that picture. It's uh, that would be Mayor Kenny. At Mayor a, Kenny at a restaurant in uh, Maryland, Chesapeake Bay. He's uh, not wearing a mask and he's eating indoors. Yeah, which you're not you allowed know, to do in Philadelphia. You know, of all the um, of all the uh, kinds of businesses that have gotten really roughed up through this whole thing, it's restaurants. That that actually makes me very angry. Well, not, just, not just for Philadelphia restaurants. It should for, make you angry. You know some local some local restaurant owners around me, and uh, that's really upsetting. Well, Russ, it's it's not just because you know local restaurant owners, and I know local restaurant owners, but this is the, this is what is being pushed upon us because of COVID. And the, I, look, I'll, I'm telling you, you know, living here in the, in the suburbs, I've the been birds. to several restaurants since they've reopened in May. And I, no problem. You know, you, you you wear your mask as you walk in. You sit down at the table. You take it off. And when you got to go, you gotta go to the bathroom, you put the mask on. You walk to the bathroom. You come back. You take it off when you sit at the table. You know, and you have, you know, I don't even know about capacity. Like, I was in a restaurant the other day that I felt was probably over 50% of its capacity. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like I was sitting too close to the, to another guest. Isn't it only 20% indoors? Am I crazy? I thought no, that was I, the state, the state I, I ordinance think, was 20. Did they expand it to 50? Uh, I thought it was 20. I, I thought when you went to the green, when we went green, it went to 50% Did it? of capacity. I'm not sure about that. I think bars are limited to 25% of capacity. Interesante. Okay. So I might, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think we'll keep, that's what it is. We'll keep going. Anyway, that just made me upset. Yeah. What a two-faced tool. All right. Spangle Wheels through life says flyers were a, were a faux top speed. 
Big City Dwight says, Ant is spot on. Look at that. Getting a little bit of love from Big City Dwight. Uh, Rob Greeley says, is it time to put the lines in the blender for game five? Can it really hurt? Joseph Horakowski says, well, it's kitchen sink hockey on Tuesday. Flyers pinch defensemen uh, and have all three forwards for check. Hart will have to make about five to six uh, breakaways or two on one saves, I guess. Blue dude says, but the Flyers aren't good. Chris Free, Joe Girardi getting ejected in the ninth showed more energy than Claude Giroux has shown during the entire Islanders series. Chris Mack, double O, Matt Niskanen, we've seen this playoffs, is the player Washington couldn't wait to trade. Spinning my wheels through life, they showed problems that appeared under Hackstall. Uh, Jonathan Brodo says, replying to uh, the aforementioned Devin Snader before, Pronger did not say he was poisoned. He talked to it and, and Russ about it. See? Thanks, back Thanks for backing us up. Jack says they're good. They're just playing bad. Um, how... Wait, no, they're, they're just they're just bad playing bad. He's argument. saying they're ha, good, ha. just playing bad argument. Ha ha. How many years we've we been using that BS? It's not it's not. I've never said that before. I, I didn't think in 2018, 2016, 2014, in those three playoff runs, I didn't think they had a prayer in either any of those series. They went seven games against the Rangers. Somehow the Rangers were a superior team in my mind. Uh, against the Caps, they were down 3 nothing before winning two and then losing in game six. They never should have been even in that series. The Capitals were the far superior team. And the Penguins two years ago, I, again, I mean, the Penguins were the better team than the Flyers. And, you know, so to sit there and sit there, that say that we could have potentially have used that excuse in the past, they were not good. They made the playoffs those three times. They barely got in. And I didn't think they were a good team anytime. I didn't think they deserved to really be there. They kind of snuck in at the bottom of the, of the standings and played a better team in the first round and got bounced. This year's this year was different. They were a better team. They're one of eight teams playing hockey. There are 23 not playing right now. So, I mean, that, it, it makes you – they're good. They're a good team. Okay? That's all there is to it. You don't get this far in the playoffs without being a good team. Those other teams you mentioned. Who was the captain? And we continue. Islanders uh, are a good team. We'll learn from this. We are fine, says Nick Hyonis. Uh Dave Fish says, Anthony, you are not the Flyers cool, uh, Kool-Aid guy. AV helped them a lot. They need a few more players. I have to, I have to sound one alarm. This kind of felt to me like a... You can push, you can push, you can push. You can push the buttons of your highest paid players, your top guys that need to drive the bus. I do wonder, and I worry a little bit that that message is not going to get through the same way in year two. I felt like we were kind of in the perfect storm. Well, and, and there is a possibility that that runs thin going into the second year with AV in charge with this group specifically. It's been a while since I said this Russ, but you're not wrong. Um, And well, so the the thing of it is, if you look over AV's, uh, coaching career, he's always better in his first year than he is at any other time. Um, that said, this Flyers team is not going as far as those first AV teams went. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you know, and who, I, I think there's a little bit more of an unfinished. Who's the captain? Who's the captain of this first? Year? I think there's a little bit more of an unfinished business kind of situation here because they didn't go as far as they needed to go. Jack says you're so effing wrong. 
Andrew Beckoff says, uh, we would have matched up better with the Bruins. Isles owned us this year. Good experience. I actually agree with that. Spinning wheels. Well, of, course they, of course they would have because they would have been playing Halak. Yeah, I mean, and not, and not, and you know, that's a big difference. Yeah, but you, know, you know, I know that you like to throw a regular season out, but like the Flyers did a better job in the regular season against the Bruins. I think the matchup might have actually been a little bit better. It, yeah, it, they, I mean, they did like, again. It, you know, you, I, I get, I get, playoff hockey is different. The Flyers have only beaten this team one time in seven games this I year. I don't care. I do. I don't. It doesn't they matter. Only, the team playoffs, only struck, is, playoffs is different than team, regular season. The team only failed to beat two teams in the Eastern Conference during the regular season. How many one, times did how many one times was Tampa? How many times did Columbus beat Tampa last year? Doesn't okay. There you go. Well, I, your, I, mean, I could find seven thousand of those, Russ. Okay, seven thousand of those. I mean, it happens all the time. Bad teams upset good teams in the playoffs. I don't mean bad, I, but lower lower seeded teams upset top seeded teams in the playoffs all the time. It happens. <sighs> all right, uh, we're oh, I lost my tab. There we go. Sorry. All right, next question, comment, concern brought to us by uh, Spinning. Says I already read that it, one. You just no, that's the one we just did. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. We just did this one. We did not do this one. Okay. You have to dictate play and not let the aisles dictate play. Jim Darkangelo says, uh, again, Larry Yellow and Trotz are a strong combo. Danny mm-hmm. says, how are they going to get better with the anchors for the cap hit with aging core and players they held on to? It's talking about the, the core guys that you, I, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to see a, a big change in this roster next year. I think you're going to see a couple small changes. But this is going to be your team in December when the when the season starts up again. 2020-2021 season starts. This is going to be your team. Uh, next one. Somebody saying Giroux is uh, just collecting paychecks at the Flyers' expense. No, come on. Meanwhile, man. Joe says keep going, Ant. Thanks, Mag Joe. says the Islanders have the mojo right now. Barry they do. Schaefer says Anthony's entire premise is a is a Mikey miss. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to say, cause Barry's also sitting there saying you cannot find seven, let alone 7,000. So you mean to tell me that if I take the time and go through every playoff series in the history of hockey, that I will not find seven times when a lower seed beat a higher seed that didn't have uh, success against that team in the regular season. That's what you're going to tell me because I could find, I can name you five teams off the top of my head that were awful in the regular season and made the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, do we want to play that game, Barry? Because it's ridiculous. So I can, answer, I can answer the thing from before. Columbus won 0-3 in the regular season against Tampa last year and was outscored 17-3. And what did they do, in, and what did they do after that? Well, it was a little bit of an anomaly, wasn't it? Well, they swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. They did. It was an anomaly, wasn't it? Uh, th- no, that's one. Do you, want, then, do you want to go? I mean, can we? Do you want, to name, want me to name six more? A, a, an an eight over one sweep, in which the eight seed went without a win against that other team it doesn't, it in doesn't, regular it, season. No, but okay, Barry. So seven thousand is just me just saying a, a random number. Come on, dude, don't be an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Steve it happens says, so many times. Says, it happens more so in far off than the any mark. other sport. Adjustments not being made. Andrew Beckoff says, not upset they lost, just were in 
uh, just were never in sync at all. Um, Blue Dude asks how much the Flyers are paying you. Spinning says Russ just nailed it. The way they're losing is disappointing. Nick Rotundo says Russ, stand your ground. Rob Greeley says Moose was solid, could have been worse, but a loss is a loss. I don't think Moose is the reason they lost this game. Had nothing to do with the goal. No. Uh, Gregory Sauer says JVR is too soft. I don't understand why he's out there for the last shift of the game. Avoids contact. I thought he had a really good game. Mags, New York is a better team, unfortunately. Jack says, so are you seriously saying the Islanders are the favorites to win the cup right now? That's BS. No, you very clearly said that the the Lightning are going to go to the Stanley Cup final. What, what's Jack's last name? We don't know. I think it's off. <sighs> Man, that was that was really uh that was really painful. Joe says Ant is greater than Russ. I mean, he used the I he might just not understand how the greater than and less than works. So I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna, you know, some you know, it's just Keith Devlin says this team has overachieved based on predictions prior to the season start. While I'm upset, I didn't expect this team to be in round two of the playoffs just yet. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. Look, I my prediction was they were gonna lose in the Eastern Conference final. So if they lose a round sooner. Do I sit here and say that the season was an abject disaster and a failure? No. They they won a playoff series for the first time in eight years. How can you not sit there and say that's an improvement? Anthony D'Angelo says they're just better than us. Their young players are just much better than ours. We have no Barzal, no Lee, no Nelson. I would counter that with saying if you had a fully healthy Travis Konechny, if you had a an Oscar Lindblom who had not had a terrible diagnosis and had continued a breakout season, if you had a Nolan Patrick who didn't have a migraine disorder, maybe we're not having that conversation. But three odd things have befallen three you know core ish players uh, for the Flyers, young core, young ish core, mm-hmm. the next core. Uh, Four twenty birthday boy says the Flyers have terrible breakouts. Chris Mack says, Ant, next year ain't no guarantee. G is 33, Jake 31. We're seeing the haze of the Rangers and what Winnipeg saw. I, you know, he has not had a great series against the Islanders other than game two, you know, when he scored those two goals. Um, but I, I, I can't say that. I mean, you know, as a guy who criticized the signing of Kevin Hayes, you know, for all those of you who think I was on, I'm on the team payroll Last year, I was killing them for signing Hayes to a seven-year contract, this kind of money. Um, he proved that we were all wrong about him. Uh, he was a very, very important player to this team throughout the season. Um, and even in even at times in the playoffs, he's been a very important player. This series has not been a great series for him. And three of the last four games, um, he's not been great. Mags says the Flyers have no go-to scores. You know what they don't have? They don't have a sniper. They don't have a sniper. And they, they, haven't, have. they haven't had a sniper since Jeff Carter? Yeah, probably. It's been a long time. I mean, you know, I mean, Bri- I mean Bri- Briere was, was a long time ago. Briere was kind of one. I mean, he, yeah. he scored different kinds of goals. He scored different kinds. He wasn't a sniper. He wasn't. He wasn't a flat out stand there and beat you with a shot from the. He didn't have the, the Halo Two distance. sniper, but he had like the BR. You know what I'm that, talking that's about. That's fair. Okay. Halo Two fans. Okay. Um, Hunter Mikos, my prayer is that these guys use this experience to become a strong young team with the whole gang together in front of the fans next year. Hopefully, the pandemic ends. And another one doesn't start in the middle of next year. So I'm curious, and and again, I just I'm just curious. What is this? What's going to be the reaction? Just play with me. Play play along with me here. 
what's going to be the reaction Tuesday night if they win? Apprehension. I'm just asking. I mean, I, I, again, I don't it's, think they're going to win three straight games. But it's, what's, it's going to it's going to be apprehension. Tuesday, like, what do, what do you like? What do you think it's going to be? People are going to be like, "Oh, let's go." Well, no, I think it's going to be. Well, you know, if we can just win Thursday, then it's nope. a game seven, and then nope. anything can happen. That will not be the reaction. I guarantee. Well, I can, I can I can think of four or five people who check into the press row show who are going to be like that, and the rest are going to be like, "Well, too bad you didn't do this earlier in the series when you still had a chance." I think it's going to be a lot of that kind of like cynicism. I don't think it's going to be the well, golly gee, Willikers, you're only two more wins away. I don't think it's going to be it. Uh, Jack says, "So the Flyers are really good. The Islanders are unbeatable right now," is what he's saying. Uh, Blue dude says he's not hurt. I think he's he's talking about Konechny, maybe. He is uh, talking about Konechny, and you know because you know he's got a uh, blue dude's got a uh, a pipeline to the to the locker room that we don't have. Yes, uh, Justin Kent says, uh, "Would everyone be happier if G scored every goal in all losses this playoff?" No, because then they would say, "You know why?" Because then they would say he's a bad leader. I heard it when he was when he was the second or third leading scorer in the NHL. Mm-hmm. People would complain then that he wasn't a good leader. I think people would be happier if he scored a goal, a goal, yeah. one. Look, they need they need better offense, man. If he scored they a need, goal. They they needed guys to, to produce, and they Single didn't one. do it. They haven't done it to this point. Single goal, just one. They had a, nice. I thought they had a great game and just didn't score. But that's not good enough right now. You have to be better. You have to finish. It is what it is. But that doesn't mean they're, that doesn't mean they stink. It doesn't mean that they played poorly. It just means that they aren't finishing. No goals in twelve playoff games, and that's why they're not winning the series. But to sit here and say that they stink or that they are, that he's a bad player and needs to go, get rid of his contract. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what game of hockey you guys are watching. I really don't. No goals in 12 playoff games is going to get any captain in any city a bunch of heat. It just is. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, I mean, I don't know if your captain's defenseman, maybe not. Shea Weber had more goals <laughs> in, uh, in that first round series than Giroux has through two, right? So yeah. I don't know. I like I I do feel like at some point you're going to have to say yes it would be it would be advantageous for this team if he were to get on the score sheet. What did I way. just say? Yeah, but you know what? It's taken you until the Flyers are on the brink of elimination to be like, yeah, you know what? It it would have been it would have been. See, helpful. here's the thing: I would criticize them if they weren't playing well as a line. <laughs> you know, well, Couturier got a golden night. I don't think he's I don't think he's played well overall. No. I think the last couple games he's been better. Yeah. Last two, three games, I think he's been better. I didn't think he was very good in the Montreal series. No. But the last two, three games, he's been better. I think Giroux's been really, really played good hockey, but he hasn't scored. I think Voracek's played decent hockey. I think he's kind of been the tried weak carry- link on the line. He tried carrying this team a couple of games, and, and he stepped up big when they needed him to. Against Montreal. Yeah. He stepped up big. He did, but in, against the Islanders, I don't think he's had a great game, a great series. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just, but I, I sit there and it's not. Yeah, Claude Giroux would be nice if he scored. It would be, it would be good. It would help. They, they wouldn't be down three one if Claude Giroux would score a goal. I think, but that doesn't mean he's playing poorly. 
I think the way that this becomes a more palatable loss of a series is if you're at this point and you're getting a mix of goals from your vets and from your young kids. And by vets, I mean your high paid guys. And you say, you know what? Like top to bottom, this team was competitive. They tried. They had a lot of youth in the lineup and we can we can move on from there. And I think it's just that you once again kind of look and it's like, all right, well, you're getting scoring from secondary or tertiary options and, you know, young defensemen throughout the postseason. And it's why I think people just kind of feel like, man, if only the core had stepped up, that's why you're getting that argument. Whether, you know, it's justified or not, it's up to you. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Steve Beecher says, can people just admit New York is better right now? And that we have young guys that need to mature. Kevin Danko agrees with Kevin Danko agrees with me. Jack says this amazing Islander team does not make it past next round. But you say the Flyers are good. I think Jack's a troll. Yeah, he's absolutely a troll. I mean, come on, you get to the next. The next round is the Eastern Conference Final. You make it to the Eastern Conference Final, you're a damn good team. Danny said uh, we've had to fight for every goal, bounce, win, and it's because they're just not skilled enough. Devin Snader says, Jay is right. Uh, no passion comes from leadership. Chris Sezanek says, next game, do we replace Konechny now for someone healthy? What is there to lose at this point? Um, you, too you, many go, pa- you, you go with what got you there. As long as too many passengers play, you know. on this team. Are we underestimating the amount of youth on this team? I ask myself this before the round robin. It's time for G to score on the power play when they don't go on the – Or it's sorry, it's for G. I think he's trying to say it's hard for G. Yeah. To score on the power play when they don't go on they, the power they've play. They've had, th- what, three power plays in four games? Yeah, it's, it's been practically non-existent. Right. Uh, G needs to retire, says Mags. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. T says, uh, first or second time in playoff for a lot of these guys. Um, we want them to complete a pass. Giroux belongs in the hall. He also practices around 800 one-timers during warm-ups from the left dot to shoot less than eight during the season. Barry's right. He, well, Barry's right that he belongs in the hall because he will be there. He'll be there. Okay. Uh, I need to go through some of this. Uh, Sean says, well, these rants have cheered me up. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Snow the goalie is now kill the goalie. Says spinning my wheels. <laughs> yeah, he's out of control. So I think he's been drinking too much. He used to be like a fun commenter, you know, giving us yeah. good stuff every time. Now all of a sudden he is pissing vinegar, man. Eleven oh five. Ant screaming. No one sleeping at his house now. I know you should That's see how far it. behind. You me should see. You should see everybody who was sitting within five feet of me, just staring at me. Like, when the hell are you going to be done? Five Flyers power play opportunities through four games. Are penalties down throughout the entire NHL postseason? How do you explain so few power plays for the Flyers? They're not. They're not down everywhere. It's just this series. This series is ridiculously five on five, which is weird because the Flyers. I couldn't quite hear you. Can you please speak a little bit louder? Yes, because I said the word series, and she thought I was calling her on the phone. Yes. Blue Dude says, let me get some of that Flyers Kool-Aid this dude been drinking. Yeah. Steve Marchant says, and so wrong this time. Excuses. Not playing as they did in the round robin round. How can you not see this? Because the round robin, Steve, the round robin round was not playoff hockey. It was, it was, you ask anybody who was there, you look at the quotes from every team that played in it. They all said it. It was not intense hockey. They were trying not to, um, 
get hurt. They were trying to just get their legs underneath them. The Flyers cared. They tried. They wanted to make a, a statement, and they did. They got to the number one seed because of it, right? Mm-hmm. But that was maybe the only team that really kind of felt that way. Maybe Vegas a little bit. The rest of them, I mean, Tampa didn't care that much. Boston certainly didn't care. Boston mailed it in. You know? Kevin Danko says, Russ, go solo. Jeffrey Mealy says, we've had many years we should have learned from. Nick Rotindo says, Anthony needs to tone it down. SC7475 says, 11.06, if I could give Ant a hug, I would. That's how old, That's how far behind we are in the comments that that so was a... So far, Anthony, I can't, I can't tell you, we've had many comments disappear for how many we've had. <laughs> Danny says, it's because of trots. He wears the team out and gasses them. All right, we're going to skip because I see a lot of the same names. For these sports, this series is still going seven. It could. I mean, technically, it... anything is possible. Yeah. All right. Um, if You know what? If we get to game seven... I'm just, it's just going to be it's going to be unbelievable. Anthony's going to do the show with his shirt off, uh, wrapped <laughs> around his head. <laughs> oh dear! I might. You know what, though, Russ? You know what I might do for Game Please Five? Just kind of change oh, it up. God, why? I might. I might have to pull out the uh, the Different wig headphones? and the wig oh, and the sunglasses. Yes! And bring back the mullet. Bring back the mullet, right? JVR oh, avoids contact at all costs. Second goal through puck away in the corner to not get hit. Goes the other way. And then puts the uh, the light. I disagree. I think JVR had a good game this. I mean, I, I, but you know what? The thing what, what, is, let me say this. Wait, let me what? let me say this about JVR. I don't think JVR played great prior to getting back in the lineup. I think that he deserved to be scratched yeah. when he was scratched. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's oh uh, yeah he doesn't deserve criticism. He absolutely deserves criticism because he was not playing good hockey. But in the last two games since he's been reinserted back into the lineup, that line has been good. That third line's been really, really good. Can't I can't knock them. Uh, I'm just trying to go through some stuff here that I'm looking. Okay. Uh, care to comment on the Goudreau room, rumor? Is that Sam's Goudreau rumor? What? Sam Carcitti. What happened? I think he put a tweet out the other day about the Flyers potentially trying to go get Johnny oh, Goudreau. Oh, love of God. I mean, I think Sam just wants a um, South Jersey player uh, on the roster. I mean, he used to push for Bobby Ryan back in the day. Uh, but I don't think the Calgary trades Johnny Gaudreau. He's too good of a player. He's one of the top scorers in the league over the last five years. He's on a very friendly te- team-friendly contract. Uh, I don't see how the Flames move on from Gaudreau. Can we interest him in James Van Rumsdijk and uh, Shane Gosses Bear? Yeah, yeah, and plus, yeah, you would have to you would have to give up a lot to get him. You would. Yeah. Uh, series is going seven. They're a year ahead, and backs are against the wall. Let's see what they're made of, says Ryan Smitty. Warren Brody says concerning that Giroux and Voracek are trending down and taking up much uh, too much cap space. They do take up a lot of cap space. It's only do. 16 million. Yeah. But uh, you know, we talked about this. Um, if I recall back in the regular season, um, you know, the Voracek got off to a horrible start. Uh, and then all of a sudden he, you know, he turned it on uh, late November. Was it Russ that he started yeah. to play really well? Was that when he sounds about right when he came out and said that, you know, swagger back, he got his swagger back. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think that, you know, you look at, you look at that and you sit there and say, okay, that's when he started to play well. And then Giroux went through a stretch where he wasn't scoring. And then all of a sudden he started to turn it on again. And, and 
So I think that you're going to see those guys continue to be, you know, 60 point, 60, 70 point guys um, even next year. And, and that's fine. I mean, you don't have to be, I mean, it's nice if you're a hundred point scorer, but you don't have to be one in the NHL. Most, most teams don't have that, right. They don't have a hundred point score on their team. So, um, so yeah, I mean, as long as they keep doing that, that's okay. If they start dropping off down into like the forties and fifties, that's when I think that their, their contracts are more, uh, restri- you know, restricting the process or the pro- um, progress of the team. Uh, by the, and, and by the way, five minutes more, Russ. I can't do. I can't take this much. I know. Well, this midnight. is way longer than we were supposed to go. And I'm already. Yeah. I'm already exhausted. Mark McCloskey says getting Lindblom and Patrick back will be huge. Yeah. Well, you know, they're going to get one of them back. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to get one of them back. I was right. Just don't forget that. Bob Burnquist says uh, Pedersen is better than Nolan Patrick. We know. Yeah, he wasn't the only one. I'm, like I, we had, we had this discussion on Snow the goalie. They, the, um, they didn't really. I mean, they liked Pedersen, but they didn't think that he was number two guy. They were there was the debate between Heiskanen, Makar, and Nolan Patrick, and Hextall made the executive decision to draft Patrick. Does that one sink him? Andrew Beckoff says, uh, "Have to try to move JVR or Jake's contract." Uh, I, I think I I don't think you're wrong, Andrew, but I think that it's going to come next summer uh, when you have Seattle in the, any expansion draft. I think that's when you'll see those one of those contracts go. He also says, would would help, but they don't have the cap room." Yeah, I I I do think St. Louis will re-sign him. Who gets the blame for the loss? Players or coaches? Players. The coaches got them here, man. I mean, turn this team around from a non-playoff team to a winning of winning in the first round and and a top seed, although it was a kind of a phony top seed, but still, you know, one of the top four teams in the East. They would have had home ice advantage in the regular season for sure. Probably would have won the Metro with the way they were playing. Um, would have probably been a two seed, you know, going into the into the playoffs. I mean, that's you know, the, the, to, to the failure of to, the inability to score goals. It's not like they're playing poorly on defense. It's not like they're giving up four or five goals a night, right? I mean, look at these games that they're losing. They're just not scoring. Warren Brody says, is Patrick coming back a year and a half out with a head injury is concerning? I, I don't think he comes back. Mm, I was the guy who said that I didn't think he was going I lost your lost you there, Russ. I think Russ just unplugged himself. <laughs> You're still on mute. No, got no. Can't hear you. You're gone, pal. I think once you unplug the microphone in this restream, now now because this is what happens. You're done. You're toast. So it's perfect time to wrap this up. <laughs> I guess I'll do the Russ close for everybody since he can't do it. You want to do it in sign language? Can you do sign language? You speak six. You speak six languages, right? 
this you could do that yeah so um anyway thanks for, for everybody for uh, coming in to the um press row show tonight um be sure to check out all of our coverage on crossing broad dot com uh, and tune in to uh, snow the goal you can subscribe uh to it um it's uh oh russ wants me to say it's the only flyers podcast <laughs> uh, but you can check that you could uh subscribe to it um uh, anywhere uh, you can get your uh podcasts whether it's um apple music uh, google play stitcher iHeartRadio, apple podcasts all right apple podcasts not apple music i'm sorry Apple Podcasts. Um, <laughs> he, you, he has it like memorized, right? Um, yes. And, and by the way, Am, Ambilovus, I do like it better with Russ's dead mic, just so you know. Um, but uh, yeah, be sure to, to subscribe to the podcasts uh, and download us and uh, leave a five star review. And we will read it uh, when we actually record a podcast and not just post the uh, post game show. Um, <laughs> Russ is having a lot of fun with this. This is great. Yeah, we w- we will read the five star review uh, on the show. I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, we're gonna go for a walk. We're gonna go for a walk down the street together. Follow us on uh, social media. Uh, oh, um, uh, follow us on Twitter. Yes, uh, at Snow the Goalie <laughs> at Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, so, <laughs> Facebook, and um, and Instagram as well uh, at Snow the Goalie, uh, at Joy on Broad, at Aunt San Philly, uh, or whatever and all that stuff that he usually says. Hey, look, isn't it on the screen? Is that it? There you go. Um, yeah. So, if you see anything that Rush just put up on the screen? Just do that. Yeah, that works. <laughs> anyway, it's been real. It's late. It's been a long, long day. I'm going to bed. I don't know about you. But uh, rest up, Flyers fans. We got another game in 48 hours, less than 48 hours. And uh, maybe they'll drag us out into Thursday and it doesn't end on Tuesday night. Uh, Hopefully that's the case. But anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure. And I'm out. See ya.